VoiceTube Studio presents a refreshing, fun, and informative podcast. Come with us to learn English and explore culture. Join Steve and Winnie on Ride the Vibes. Hey everyone, this is your host Steve, and this is your host Winnie. All right, I am very excited to be talking about mental health today、mm-hmm. because I think it's one of the most important conversations that we're starting to finally have. Yeah,、um, in the past, I think people, especially in Asian society, we feel like this is something that we shouldn't be talking about. Well, I think in the West too, there was generally a thought that if you had a mental illness, there was something wrong with you.、Mm-hmm. There was something messed up about your life, like something about you was totally wrong.、Mm-hmm. It was never about society. It was never about work or any of that. It was about you,、mm-hmm. and I just think that's totally incorrect. That is totally incorrect because I feel like you know there are moments where we just have this emotion that we can't. We just can't control it, and there are times you kind of just need someone to talk to. But from my past experience, is that when I try to talk about it,、uh, my parents would say, "You know what? You're fine. You're good. Nothing is happening." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I know my dad. My dad suffered depression for many years,、uh, mostly related to his job. Actually,、mm-hmm. um, he was a police officer. He saw a lot of bad stuff. He's actually killed someone、mm-hmm. on the job. I imagine that would do quite a bit of men- that would give, that would leave you with mental trauma.、Mm-hmm, definitely. But you know his his way of thinking was the old way from like the 1950s to about the 90s, where doctors said if you have depression, it's all about a chemical imbalance in your brain. It's about your brain. It's not about your surroundings or your work or about the people around you. It's just a natural chemical imbalance. You can't control it, and we're going to give you medicine to fix that. So I guess now people have a better understanding of what what the causes are for、um, depression and all these feelings that you kind of just can't control and you feel like you're losing it. So today we're actually our conversation is going to be based on a book that Steve read. <laughs> loosely, loosely based on it. Yeah, if you guys want to check out this book we're going to be talking about, it's called The Lost Connections.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the author of that book is Johann Hari.、Mm-hmm. So I really recommend this book. I think it's really cool. And yeah, I think science has started to finally catch up, and we're starting to realize that the reasons why everyone is depressed or has anxiety is very related to our day-to-day lives, our work, how we live our lives, the people we spend time around,、mm-hmm. our job security, our financial security. There's so many reasons, and so we're really seeing that the numbers of people with anxiety and depression have really gotten like crazy. They've spiked a lot. Um, of course, there wasn't a lot of research on how many people had depression or anxiety 100, 200 years ago.、Mm-hmm. But it seems like the world now is just getting faster and faster. We're living on our computers and our smartphones, and everyone just sort of feels really stressed out.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, well,、uh, with the computers and modern day te- technology, you're gonna have so much information in a day that you feel like you can't process. And then you got work, and then you also got a life to live. Everything is just sort of. Bombing you every single day, and I feel like this definitely is one of the biggest problems now. So I guess today we can talk about. Well, generally we have office jobs, and we can talk about what's causing us so much stress. Because <laughs> just talking about it is just giving me a lot of stress. Yeah, Winnie is having a panic attack as she's <laughs> recording right now. Yeah,、uh- <laughs> just just thinking about that is giving me a lot of stress. All right, but we're gonna somehow get our thoughts out there、mm-hmm. without having panic attacks. Well, I'm kind of having a little <laughs> panic attack here, so I guess you're more calm. So we can start with you.、Um, yeah. So I mean, I guess we can talk about our personal experience a little bit first.、Mm-hmm. I've definitely experienced anxiety, 
And I've honestly, I can honestly say, I think I noticed a correlation between about the time that I got my smartphone. Mm -hmm. Um, Because before smart, I never had a smartphone until 2014, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, So around that time, I just, I got in my smartphone and I started using it a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And by 2016, I was like, you know, a a smartphone expert, just like the rest of you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like since that time now, I feel like I just noticed that I'm like, like when I feel uncomfortable, maybe I go to my phone or maybe I just like really don't really know what's going on around me because I'm just sitting on my phone. And so I really think smartphones have just caused a lot of people to have anxiety and to run away from their feelings rather than confront them. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely have an anxiety problem. I've always had this problem. Um, I think I've ha- I've been having this problem since my sophomore year um, when I was in college because since sophomore year, I started doing freelance jobs and I had to take also a part-time job to support my interests. I was doing Model United Nations, and those events cost money. And then um, growing up in a not very stable family is also a very huge problem because they're not supportive, and there's they're always so, like, not trying to discourage you. I feel like that is a big problem for me, and I feel like I need to achieve something. I need to prove something of myself, and there's so many projects that I'm working on, and I want to try to get them out there on time. I think this is the reason why I am having such a great anxiety and also having a panic attack right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a lot to take in there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to break that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're you're having the classic overworked, trying to work harder, trying to make ends meet, trying to build a future, and mm-hmm. it just seems impossible to make happen. Yes. So in the book, he kind of, he highlights this in two sections of the book. The first section would be disconnection from meaningful work. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't feel like your work is meaningful, you're probably going to try to do other stuff in your free time to create meaning. Mm-hmm. And that can just be, that can just put way too much stuff on your plate. Mm-hmm. It can make you feel really stressed out and you're just trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. The other huge one that I think this actually encapsulates more is that it's a disconnection from a hopeful and secure future. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of us, including myself, I feel that way. I'm always afraid that I'm going to fail, that I'm not going to be able to get, you know, a better job or, you know, save money to advance my education. I just feel like the future is something that's more scary or insecure rather than something that I can actually build. Yeah, and with social media and YouTube, I feel like I'm always comparing myself with other people. Cause sometimes I would go on YouTube to see uh, to to listen to maybe ukulele covers, and then when I see them play, and then because I play the ukulele as well, and then I suck at it, and then <laughs> I would I would think, why do I suck so much? And then I'm looking at other people's success. I'm like, why am I still not succeeding? That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, to me, I, I call this like the Instagram effect. Yes. Um, it just seems like you're const- in the modern world, we're constantly comparing ourselves to people. And, you know, there's people on YouTube that are like experts at the, mu- the music they play, the videos they create, the hobbies they uh, participate in. They're experts in their field. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to learn something like ukulele in this example, and you're maybe an upper beginner, intermediate level, you might just feel like, oh, my God, I can never get that high. Mm-hmm. Or you see your friend's picture where they're always traveling to new countries yes. or it seems like they're always traveling to new countries. And you're like, oh, my God, 
either I'm never going to have enough money or I'm never going to have enough time to live a life as awesome as this person. Mm -hmm. That's definitely one of my biggest problems. And man, I'm having so much problem. You're like a therapist today. (laughs) But there is one problem that we talked about before we started recording this podcast is that your connection with the natural world. Okay, so yeah, when I read this book, I was curious about some of the reasons I might have been feeling depressed at the time because I was. I had a, I had very little meaning in my job. I worked in a less than good school. It was very shady. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to read this book to sort of figure out my own problems. And I've done a lot of reflection on it. But in the book, he also highlights another problem that really affects me living in Taipei. Mm-hmm. And that is a disconnection from the natural world. Now, I will say that Taipei has a lot of gardens and a lot of parks. But, you know, when you're used to living in a place where you can go fishing 20 minutes away, where you can go hiking 20 minutes away, there's beaches right next to you. I just felt like I was trapped in this giant city. And the only time I could ever escape this like giant city full of people and crazy fast paced lifestyles was just on the weekends. You were talking about your home in Maine? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think we've talked about that a few times. I don't want to beat a dead horse with it, but mm-hmm. I come from Maine, and I come from a city of Portland, Maine, the biggest city, which is only 70,000 people, and there's beaches there, there's fishing. I mean, I grew up with a very, um, between the comforts and luxuries of the city and always being able to escape to the natural world, and a lot of the natural world stuff has sort of been taken away from me uh, as I live right in the middle of Taipei. See, for me, that sounds like a perfect life for retirement. Uh, <laughs> I am more of a city person, and I feel like if I if I don't live in a city, I'm going to be stressed out because um, life in, in, the, in the countryside is super slow, and I'm like a mm-hmm. super fast person um, You know, after living in Taipei for 20-something years. If I, if I don't see the city, if I don't see these skyscrapers, I would actually feel stressed out. But lately, if I, I've actually been wanting to go to hike. I want to go to hiking trails a little bit more. I want to actually have that connection with nature a little bit, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the beach. And I feel like I really just got to find a balance between a city life and a country life. Yeah, and I want to make that clear. I'm not saying living in the city is like hell. (laughs) I mean, like there's plenty of people that like to be in the city, but there's an argument to be made that everyone needs a certain amount of the natural world in their life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can go fishing, swimming, hiking. Some people can probably just be fine with the park, but Mm -hmm. you have to see trees. You have to see green. You have to see animals. These things are all part of the natural world and they're built within us. And, you Mm -hmm. know, this is inside of us that that, um, it's part of our coding to be a part of this world and not to just live on live in TV screens and computer screens and giant kind of like dirty urban areas. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, there is one extra thing, just the one last thing. I have a lot of problems, but this the one last problem is that the not having the contact with people. Okay, so you feel like you don't have enough contact with strangers or meeting new people? I feel like that is that is a problem. So that's kind of like a loss of connection with um, kind of a community, I would say. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's important that people have a community. Um, You don't need to have 100 friends or 10 friends. It doesn't really matter about the number so much. It just matters that you're a part of a community that has Mm -hmm. meaning. Yeah. I don't feel like I belong to any any group or something. Because I would just go home and I would just spend a lot of time doing my projects and playing video games 
games thanks to you. <laughs> Been playing a lot more video games, and sometimes I just feel lonely. I feel like, hey, I want someone to actually be, just be, you know, just be next to me. You don't even have to talk to me. Just sit next to me, and we can play video games, and you can watch your movies, and I can do my project. I, this is what I've been feeling. Sounds like your hobbies are the things you're spending your time doing. Mm-hmm. You don't really have other people to share that experience with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. And video games are a great topic here because you know, most people think video games are totally antisocial. And there are definitely antisocial gamers. But also, like for me, I mean, I don't play that much, but I play, I play regularly. Mm-hmm. But I have friends, we do video game days where we all play games together. I we do. I do podcast episodes about the games I mutually play with my friend Toby, and I have a community there. I also have a hiking community that I'm also kind of loosely uh, with, mm-hmm. and so I think it's important that you have people to share um, in your experience with and also have meaning with. I mean, you know, if these video games, you're just playing them and they don't bring you any meaning, you're also not going to have a community with meaning. So the community, like... You need to be doing something of value, at least in your own opinion. So value is very important. Definitely. All right. So now that we've talked about some of the problems that are causing the stress or this anxiety, now it's it's time for us to give our listeners a little bit of tips because I don't want them to feel the panic attack that I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's tough to give them just like broad tips. Uh-huh. Um, the some first... of the tips that we're using. Yeah, the first thing I would say is just to slow down and listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. Have the conversation with yourself. Because I find a lot of people don't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they might feel bad, then they go to their phone. Or they feel bad, then they go to drinking alcohol. Or they feel bad, then they go to the video game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have, at some point your brain is probably going to attack you. It's going to say, hey, listen, I'm trying to tell you this, and you're just constantly running away from me. Mm-hmm. And usually that happens at the worst time of day. Do you know when? Before you go to bed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so not listening to yourself, not having that conversation ends up in ruining your sleep, which further me- which further ruins your mental health. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's a huge problem because I've been having insomnia in the past, I would say, five years, mostly because I use a lot of computer before I go to sleep mm-hmm. and my entire day is just so packed. And I'm pretty sure it's not just me. Modern day people, if you're if you work in the office, no matter what you do, you're gonna have so much stuff to do because there there are errands to run and there's work to do. And also, if maybe if you're a parent, you have kids, or if you're a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you have your partner to take care of, and you have so less time for yourself. I think that's one of the biggest problems. Right. So it's really important to slow down and let yourself have that conversation. You can do that in so many ways. You can take a walk by yourself for, you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes. You can meditate. You can even maybe go for a run. I know when I run, if I don't listen to music, sometimes I don't just because I want to have my thoughts just come out. Mm -hmm. So you have to find time in your day or at least regularly to let your brain have that conversation and figure out how you feel and just what's going on in your life. Mm Mm-hmm. Mine is I would just take a moment there and to think about what I did today and think about did I waste any time or did I make decisions that would make me even more stressed out. And then I would I would spot them and then I would try to remove them and try not to do them, do them again because – you know, when you're in it, when you're living that fast life, you're going to make wrong decisions that might cause you more stress. And lately I've been playing more video games and I'm play- I've been playing the uke just to sing a little bit more because I find singing helps helps me to release all that stress. Yeah, so that's actually perfect. You know, like it comes back to meaning. You know, the ukulele and singing brings you meaning. It brings you joy. 
music is definitely something that seems important to you. Mm-hmm, definitely. Just I, I suck at it. <laughs> Still trying to learn it better so I can actually record some covers. And um, with with playing the video game is that, you know, I've always had the Switch, but I never really looked into what you can do with a Switch. And I feel like lately I just want to punch things and I want to destroy things. But then I realized, hey, there is a game called Super Smash Bros that actually allows you to smash things and throw people off the platform. So that exact that exactly helped me with um, the inner stress that I have. Yeah. So I think we we have a word for that in English for people mm-hmm. that, you know, when you read books, when you play video games, when you watch movies. You're sort of escaping life, right? Mm-hmm. So we call that sort of escapism. Is there a Chinese mm-hmm. word for that? All right. So the Chinese word for that is 我们在逃避现实嘛. 当你在做一些,比如说读书啊,或是唱歌,弹吉他,弹乌克丽丽也好,或是打电动,你都是在把你自己抽离你现实的生活中。所以escape这件事情,你就是在逃离现实。yeah, and then, well, the last thing I want to say about that is escapism can be good or bad. Mm-hmm. So when you watch a movie, it can be a nice way to relax and get out of your normal life and not think about work. Mm-hmm. But if you do it too much, it can actually cause you more stress because you're not really paying attention to your own life. Mm-hmm. If you're watching movies or playing video games for too long of a time, then you run out of time to do your actual stuff. So it's very important for me is that I set a time. So I would set a time, okay, I'm going to play video games for one hour, and then I'm going to stop a bit, take a break, and then go back to doing what I was originally doing and finish it. I got to make sure that I have a schedule there for, you know, my daily escape. (laughs) That's what I would say. I call it a daily escape. Yeah, and books are sometimes an escape, but they're also essential to learn from. I don't really, I mean, I don't know. Books are really useful. I mean, I love video games. I find them useful too, but Mm -hmm. sometimes I have trouble calling books escaping. I don't really know if I find reading books to be an escape, unless you're reading just fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, lately, I've been doing a lot of drawing, also thanks to you, because you, you've been doing some drawing lately. But my drawing, because I have, I have, I am so bad with painting. I am aesthetically challenged. So before Dunan Chenping, uh, this huge bookstore was closed, I went there because I wanted to pick up um, some some books for, for Harry Potter and stuff because I'm a huge nerd. And I found this connecting the dot book. It allows you to connect the dots and draw landscapes, which is perfect for me because I have absolutely no talent in drawing. Yeah, I actually haven't been drawing lately, just no time. I've gone back to studying Chinese, but it is really fun, and Mm -hmm. anyone can learn how to draw. So I would say escapism is really valuable if Mm -hmm. you do it the right time, but just be careful not to spend too much time in alternative universes like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. (laughs) Marvel, which you hate. Mario or Marvel or (laughs) any of that stuff. It's really great, but just don't spend too much time there because that will actually maybe detract from the meaning in your life. Mm -hmm. Just make sure to set a time and actually get things done and find that time to escape from real life. That's That's my tips and also Steve's tips. The way I do it's a little differently, though. I would say for me, I'm like very much like work first and play after. Mm-hmm. So like last night I came home, I studied Chinese for two hours, and I was like, you know what? I've exercised today, I've worked, I've studied Chinese, I can play video games for an hour, hour and a half, and I don't need to feel bad about it. Yeah, that's the right attitude. All right, so I guess that's all the time we have for today. All right, but this is a really cool topic. I would really love to come back to this one later. Mm-hmm. But then we hope you guys enjoyed it. And guys, don't forget, go ahead and check out the weekly blogs. I have the link posted below. I also share them on Facebook. And check out our Facebook and Instagram pages. 
Mm-hmm. Please do that now. All right, do that now. Bye bye. All right. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Ride the Vibes. We're glad you enjoyed the episode. We want to take our show around the world to reach new listeners. It would be totally awesome if you would like, share, and subscribe. You can now find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Wherever you are, we'll be there waiting. We're also now on Instagram. Find us at rtvibesbt. And definitely get in contact with us if there's anything you want us to talk about in the future. See you next time. And once again, thanks for listening.